Hey everybody, this is Junkie, and you've come to Creative Writing. If you came to this podcast looking for bikes that were Hollywood, like the Ninja H2 Carbon, you know where they're mostly naked but still full of plastic, <laughs> you've come to the right podcast. Stick around, we got some crash stories coming up. Moto One Podcast Network. Welcome to Creative Writing, America's weird uncle of motorcycle podcasts. We're the big sounding podcast with the tiniest following. We're brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. For more details, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to your crazy, crazy show. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I feel it already. God, better turn this off. All right, all right, everybody. Let's get into this week's show. I am all about it. I am super excited. And uh, with me in the studio, we have, this is our crash episode. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We got some in-person uh, crashes. We have a few emails. We even went to Reddit and threw it out on our uh, creative writing um, Reddit page or put it in the, actually the our motorcycles community to see if we can get some bites. We got a couple, nice and brief. So, um you're going to hear it all. And I haven't even been drinking right now. But this is also the episode where uh, Wiggins and Siddons and I, we recorded it a few weeks ago when we were eating the beef jerky and drinking all the beers. So in this episode, you may hear some slurring, drooling. We may not be able to speak very well, but we got uh, through our crash stories, all of us. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an epic show. Uh, to start us off with, we have uh, an in-house guest, but with us tonight, reading some of the uh, the submissions that came in, I promised uh, the Reddit crew that we would have the robots read um, their crash stories. So with me tonight is Tobor, and he's brought along a couple friends. Tobes, how you doing, man? Hello, Junkie. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too, baby. And it's good to have you back here in the studio. You've been down. You can hear his voices back. We've gone through several voice coders uh, this summer trying to perfect them. We haven't got it right. Um, we're still working on it, as a matter of fact. So we will we will get it. you dialed in. But, um, yeah, right now we basically uh, are just trying to, trying to get things um, – working and get everything, you know, I don't know how to describe it. We, we, we try to convert you to robotic Wiggins on the, um, recommendation of the Nokomoto guys. And, oh, shoot. I'm going to turn this, uh, turn this down. That was a blow our eardrums out, buddy. Uh, so anyways, but we, we do have some of your friends on the mic. Some of them must have like magnets or something in it. Cause that, that was some, that was some loud static there, babe. So anyways, who do you have, uh, here in the studio, well, you you brought a few, you brought along uh, a couple friends, so why don't you uh, walk the listeners around the room and tell them what all robots are here in the house tonight? With me here tonight is Fred Calculator, Loyola Pipes, Chris Pratt Unit, and Bonzo. <laughs> all right, and Chris Pratt Unit, uh, I don't get it. Yeah, he is a central processing unit, but he figured that he could ride the coattails of a Hollywood chubby guy turned hunk, and no one would make the distinction or recognize the blatant ripoff. Oh, CPU, I get it. It's not a rip-off. It's a nod to my bro, Chris Pratt. <laughs> All right. So you and Chris Pratt are pretty tight, huh? Yeah, I totally helped him get his physique after his show and closed working space ended. <laughs> I think you mean the office. 
<laughs> enclosed working space. All right. Well, literally, you know, we're going to, we're going to go around. We're going to start off the show. We'll, we'll get to all that fun stuff. Um, and I'm glad that everybody's here in the studio and that we're going to make this work and we're going to have a good time. Good times. So this first crash story, uh, we're not going to do any news or any of that crap this week. Uh, you know what, before I say that, um, uh, the views and opinions of everyone on this tonight's show is not only their views and opinions, but it is their actual real words. So if you hear anything tonight, it is coming straight from the horse's mouth, as they say. Although I don't think any horses submitted crash stories on this uh, on this week's show. So, anyways, uh, yeah. With no further ado, let's get into this week's crash stories. Let's. We will hear. I will tell you a few events coming up just so we can get that out of the way real quick, and then we will uh, get into the Crash Cornucopia. Oh, the Crash Cornucopia. That's what we should call this week's show. All right, everybody. Coming up on May uh, 13th through 22nd, the Myrtle Bike Week. Bike Week? Bike Week. So that means it's ending this weekend. Hope you had fun out there in Myrtle Beach. St. Charleston. Uh, May 21st and 22nd is the Pasadena Motorcycle Greenhorn Run. That means this weekend they're doing their two-day trip from somewhere in Pasadena area down to somewhere in the San Diego area. It's going to be two days of extreme motorcycle riding on road and off road. So bring it, Sonny. Uh, May 21st through June 11th, the Isle of Man TT is happening. June 17th, Americade in Lake George, New York. Uh, New York, June 9th, the Republic of Texas Rally in Austin, June 16th, Oklahoma Bike Week in Depew, Oklahoma, June 17th, IMS Outdoors. We learned last week that that is not happening, so that was going to be kicking off in Loveland, Colorado. Now you're going to have to find something to do in beautiful Loveland. June 24th, Motoblot is still happening in Chicago, so check that out. And July 1st, that's going to be the return of Souls to Slam and uh, submit anything. Some of the crash stories that you hear tonight, I'm going to consider all of these slam entries so uh to the people on discord that have never even listened to the show before social slam is where you can wear, win glorious prizes like a hand-drawn shirt for me <laughs> i take a cheap shirt and i draw on it and i give it to you and i say here you go fuck face so that's social slam submit your stories submit your music submit your artwork all that great fun stuff and we'll post it up on our blog and we'll put it out on the social slam show uh, anything you want send me a song send me uh, just give me some permission to to play it uh send me your stories maybe we'll have tobor read it again if you'd like or uh, just email us a voice uh, memo off your phone. You know how to do that? Perfect. All right, let's get into this week's crash stories. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Tobor, I'm so excited. Cue them up. Set them up. Knock them down. I don't think it's registered right now, but I can find a license plate for it. And that's all you got to do in this day and age. Are you loud enough to on the, on the uh Eardrum. I can hear. Yeah. All right. All right. I got good. you real loud on mine, so. You can right. turn me down if you want. I'm no. here. Hell no. Hey. Hey. Yeah, that's One, good. One, two. Jack, how are you? Hey. Hey. This is the Heavy Breather Podcast. <laughs> this is the ASMR Podcast. This is the part. All right. <sighs> All right. And I took off her boots. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might leave Then I this took part off in. her socks. <laughs> <sighs> and then? Oof. <laughs> I forget that fucking Cheech and Chong bit. <laughs> so good. 
All right, everybody, you're listening to the sounds of the Shady Brady. Actually, he's Sweet Talker uh, Brady Walker, but right now he's Shady Brady. Yes, well, thankful to be here today. Should today, I put my pants back on? No, or? no, I think it's going to do much better. Uh, and he wasn't showing me road rash. He always, he's always that gap. Just baby. a regular rash. Just a re- Yeah, just one of those. So today's episode... As you noticed, we have multiple, multiple crash stories piling in. We would be completely out of out of place if we didn't include Shady Brady in this. Um, I feel honored to be included. Yeah. Plus, you said you had like seven crash stories. I mean, hey, I'll start with the best one, and if it's not that good, then you guys can we'll just cut it off there. <laughs> Filter the rest. Sick. And hey, thank you. Before we even get started, I got to tell you, Brady brought over a Salzburger Steigel. I don't know which one's the country or city and which one's the brewery but he brought over a him beer rattler which is raspberry flavored like crispy beer i say crispy because i think it's uh it's like two percent oh no wait 22 percent you trying to get me naked <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow no it's not it's only two percent but see, they don't want to get too drunk where they come from here, so they uh, only make it this, and it's a great summer beer. So I was bringing, I was like, I'm going to bring over a beer, and I saw this, and I said that would be perfect. Yeah. Austria's largest private brewing company, and they make the grapefruit one, and I didn't know the raspberry is going to be so good. Damn, it's almost like beer for kids. I think in Austria they make beer for kids. It's called Kinder beer. Yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, it's probably why it's such such a low uh, alcohol per volume. But anyway. You didn't call a call or tune into the show. Maybe some there maybe somebody's trying to call the show right now. I should I should double check that. But <laughs> you didn't tune into the show to hear us talk about Steigel Rattler Himbeer or uh, all the other shit we were talking about for the last hour and a half. You called in to hear some crash stories. So Brady, take it away. That that wind's pretty epic. That wind. I was trying to stay in front of the mic, but uh, all right. Let me tell you the crash about the the time. I got my first real fast bike. I uh, Up until this point, I only had my 68 Triumph. And my first modern bike was a 78 GS1000 Suzuki that I used to take up in the Malibu Mountains and like literally almost die because the tires were probably from 78 <laughs> as well as the rest of the bike. It looked like a pile of crap. I mean, Spamila looks like... A Ducati compared to what that GS was. <laughs> a but, Ducati. But it had uh, disc brakes and electric start, and that's modern to me. Yeah. Even if the tires, the date on them was 2678, the, uh, you rode it like it was the 1990s. <laughs> oh, were- I thought I was so cool, but it scared the living crap out of me. I think I must have crashed it because I got rid of that thing. I don't remember how I got rid of it. But I bought, after that, I bought a 2003 FZ1. Mm. So it's essentially an R1, but a little bit more of a sport touring position. But it still was a 1,000cc 2003 inline four. Uh, and it was fuel injected and crazy. And so I said, I know what I'm going to do. Oh, I invited everybody up to my friends in Big Sur. He he worked at Esalen, and they lived on the top of this uh, mountain just down the road, and it was epic, and I'd go up there all the time. So I said, I invite all these girls and friends, and I said, come meet us up there. We're going. So here I am driving up there from Venice and hauling ass and, you know, probably stoned and just trying to get, you know, just having a good old time, heading to the old Big Sur on the old FZ1. And I must have been pushing it way too fast because I got beyond Ragged Point there, that big hotel, before really you get into the gnarly stuff before you get to Big Sur. And within a couple of miles, 
I took it and I tossed it right into the mountainside, going very fast. And it was, I must have been young enough because I, I don't know what the hell I was thinking because I should have turned the bike <laughs> left. And I don't know exactly what happened, but I can guarantee you it was me just twisting that throttle and it's just like, whew, gone. Yeah. So I rammed it right into the mountain and literally hard that I screwed up my leg a little bit, but the whole front end was bent. And I'm sort of like, oh, great. Everyone's coming up. It's Labor Day weekend. I'm very far away from any place that's going to fix this, but I got to get down and make a phone call to Ragged Point because there's no cell phone service. What, so, what year was this? Gosh. This is the bikes of 03, but this, is, this must no, have been after No, it was before Caroline, so that's 10 years. Then it must have been... Um, it had to be somewhere between 15 years ago and 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Because I was still young and stupid, and I'm, now I'm old and stupid. But I was... Uh, I didn't, that was before I started racing and all of that stuff. So, hadn't done any track days. Didn't no, never jobs. did a track day in my life. Never did anything like that. Just having a motorcycle. And I thought I was just the, the whip shit, you know? And uh, so I said, well, I got to deal with this. I'm not going to sit here, wait for AAA. Yeah. I mean, there's cold beers up in Big Sur. I'm only a couple <laughs> of hours away. I got to get moving. So I yanked the bike. I was trying to yank the bike out. But if anyone knows a uh, 2003 FC1, it's a big bike. And the whole front end was just bent to hell and screwed up. So a couple of younger kids in a little minivan, you know, a little uh, Volkswagen bus pull up. And they're like, man, you okay? And I'm like, no, get over here. Help me. Help me pull it out. And we pulled it out, and he's like, you're bleeding all over. I'm like, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Let's the just bike. get this thing yeah, out. The bike. <laughs> Let's just get this out and see what's going on. And so the whole front end was turned. And so if, for the front wheel, I said, get in front of that front wheel and just put your, what can we do? Put your legs right there. Hold it as tight as you can and start ripping the, ripping the handlebars to try and straighten it out a little <laughs> bit. And we got it straight enough. But to go in a straight line, the handlebars were turned as if I was making a full 180 right turn. Yeah. So I couldn't turn right at all, but I had a, about 360, you know, 280 degrees on the left-hand <laughs> turn. And so I said, I don't know what's going on with the bike, so let's just take it slow and get down to the phone and ragged point, which was maybe five or ten minutes down the road. If I'm not mistaken, too, that, that particular stretch of highway has right turns. It's a left and right snake along the coast. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> the, the, the point of that, you know, being, you know, th some people, you've been, I don't know how many accidents you've been in, but, you know, shit happens. You get a flat tire. Maybe it's an accident. You know, who knows? And you start to really get upset about it. But for me, at that moment, I counted my blessings because it was only one more turn. And if I would have gone the other side, the bikes were hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah. The bike is gone. I'm probably going with it and I'm sleeping with the seals that night. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't think for a second I wasn't thinking about that. Like, you asshole, what are you doing? Driving so fast. God damn it. So I get on the bike and I'm heading south back to Ragged Point and I'm going 10. 15, 20, feels good. 35, 40, I'm like, this feels good. Pretty soon I'm going 70 miles an hour and the handlebars are all, and shit's flying off the bike. I'm like, okay, oh, this is fine. I get down to Ragged Point. I call the uh, Yamaha dealer in, I guess it would be San Luis Obispo, and they wanted to charge me like, you know, thousands of dollars to get it fixed. Oh, and yeah. no way it's not going to be done till after Labor Day. And I said, well, that's not acceptable. So I called my buddy in Big Sur and I told him what happened. And because he's at Esalen, he's like, we have every tool.
tool known to man, Me metal, woodworking, everything. Get your ass up here. We'll go. Well, I'm still pretty screwed up because it took, gouged my leg really bad, <laughs> badly. So I'm bleeding in my boot and it, it didn't matter. It was just like, uh, and I'm hurting in the, it's hard to control the bike because it was, you know, pretty much backwards, but I made it all the way up there. And, and what's uh, uh, what's Esalen? It's like the big Esalen is a uh, it's kind of a retreat kind of place. Oh. And uh, you know, you you go there, do yoga, you do painting, a lot of therapy going on, week long workshops. People go there for month long and workshops and stuff like this. And people who work there are sometimes just people rolling through and saying, "Hey, I'm I'll live here and do what you need me to do: clean the toilets, mow the lawn." So there's a, it's a really weird mix of people. You could look like a bum but you might be a billionaire right. just hanging out there and i would go and i would just dig that stuff because i would just get blasted and just be hanging out with all these hippies everyone's <laughs> naked being like Woo, this that works for me doesn't sound too bad no and my dad's high school buddy worked there as the head of the water uh he took care of the water coming in and the water management going out waste and all that and he was a real sweet guy and so he was well first person i met and i probably went up there for 10 years four or five times a year and i ran a couple of their festivals and stuff so they all knew me but we weren't going to esalen this weekend we we're going way up to the top of the mountain to party with all these people and uh you know thinking hey so let's get the bike fixed and yeah. you know, then we can worry about it no Bike sat for the next four days. Here we are Monday. I'm all, you know, burned and just blasted. And the the wound is not still bleeding. It's just oozing <laughs> shit. I'm like, I got to go back to L.A. Well, I had to drive back to L.A. seven hours with the bike all wonked out like that. You drove it back. The like whole that. way. And. Bro. I made it. How did you. That's a lot of freeway. That's a shit ton of freeway. But the good news was that as long as I was going straight and, you know, over 40 or 50 miles an hour and not <laughs> turning, it's okay. But it's a testament to these modern bikes because I, I know I was going 40, 50 miles an hour when I hit the wall or hit the dirt um, into the side of the mountain. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think a lot of a lot of people wouldn't, I don't know, maybe I... It's it's you got to think in the moment. What am I going to do? I'm going to sit here and waste a shit ton of time and a shit ton of money, or am I going to sort of take it into my own hands and see what happens? Yeah. So that's what I did. You did, and and at 80 miles an hour on a bike that was literally falling to pieces and uh, crashed hard. What, yeah. Did you high side or just low side or just I sort drive of straight I, into I, the... I essentially went straight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, really. I mean, I know I had to go to the right a little bit to hit the mountain, but I, I remember it being a left-hand kind of turn, but I must have just hit the power band, which is pretty much any just the whole thing. Yeah. The bike was very fast, oh, yeah. and I had no experience with anything like that. I thought I was Val Valentina Rossi. I yeah. thought I was the, the bee's knees, yeah, yeah. and no way, and it taught me a lot. And so now I have an 03R1, and, uh, you know, it took me about 10 years to learn the throttle. I took it out to Fontana and did track days out there and, uh, and, and learned how to really get throttle control with that. But that's one of my uh, crash stories, and I remember it all. I remember to this day. I remember every little bit of it. For anybody wondering, Big Sur, I just looked it up, it's six hours and two minutes from here. And from here to Venice, if you were to even stay on the freeway, like the 5 or the 405 or something, is another... And it's Memorial Day minutes. or Labor Day, Monday, coming home, <laughs> you know. And so it wasn't like it tack was a... two a, hours. Oh, <laughs> tack not only two hours, but lane splitting probably yeah. a whole bunch of that too. With a wobbly, wonky, crooked 
I could. You're, oh, you're a hero. Gosh. You are truly a, a a hero for that story. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. Nice. All right, Brady Walker, the sweet talker, the sunshine stalker, the mountain smasher gawker <laughs> the mountain gawker that's what it was you wanted a dirt sample of the hill and there's only one way to get it an accurate oh, dirt sample and then i had to bring that stupid bike back and get it fixed because now it was a total hunk of shit yeah. and it just looked like hell all the fairing was broken but i had to spend like five or six hundred bucks to get the fork tubes done and all that and it just looked like hell and i was trying to get rid of it and sell it and here's the ending of the story, how it all worked out. Because I eventually did sell it. But first, here I am. <laughs> right. delete that middle part out. <laughs> but right in Venice Beach um, is where I lived. So I literally lived, you know, 50 feet from the sand. And my bike was on the street. And one day I came home and some asshole spray painted the bike pink. Like tagged it. Like the whole damn thing. Like almost like I was like I, I, I was like this is insult to injury I couldn't believe this, so I called AAA and I said my bike's been vandalized. Snap! Come on, hook me up. So they gave me some money and then I sold it to some chump for like five hundred bucks. Like just get this thing out of here. And I was like done with that. That nice. was the end of that saga. Go away. Yeah, and he had a sweet customized bike, one-off paint job by my dad, and uh, for five hundred bucks. So you both made out. We both. <laughs> Let's take a thirty-second break, and we'll put another one in here. For over one hundred and thirty-one years and several months, Clubman's has been supplying quality pickles to motorcyclists the world over. Legendary icons such as Sylvester Roper, Oscar Hedstrom, William Harley, Betsy Stringfield, Frank Willoughby Cotton, Evil Knievel, Nikki Hayden, and Sochiro Honda have all quenched their desires for a thick, juicy pickle sliding across their greasy, willing lips with none other than a fine specimen from Clopman's. Join the Hall of Fame, win your first race, impress the judges, put a Clopman's in your mouth, and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clobmans, not for dreamers, for doers. Clobmans, the only pickle for motorcyclists. That is right. Clobmans bringing you quality motorcycle pickles since a uh, hundred and whatever years ago. Yes, Clobmans, the only pickle for motorcyclists. All right, everybody, we're going to stick in another crash story here. It's time for Tobor. I don't care if you read this one. I don't care who reads this one. But we're going to go to our Reddit uh <clears throat> We are going to go to the Reddit files right now. We're going to take one uh, off of Reddit, and we're going to see exactly uh, – um, let me see who, who wrote this in. And we're going to get uh, one of the super brief crash stories real quick off of Reddit before we get back to uh, our other ones. And uh, let's see who, who sent this one in. All right, this is from user um, – what is the username? It is Luna and WikiCats – or no, I'm sorry, Luna and KiwiCats. Uh, so, Luna, I am not 100% sure um, who should be reading your uh, reading it out, but we're going to go ahead and have Lola read it. Lola, um, well, Lola, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Lola? Well, my name is Lola, and I'm from Detroit. <laughs> okay, awesome. And uh, you want to read this next story? Yes, please. All right, take it away. This is, uh, again, from Luna and Kiwi Cats. Um, replying to the crash stories in our motorcycles. Here we go. Take it away. Leaned over a little bit for a right turn. 35 to 40 miles per hour. 
I assume a farmer had spilled grain across the road. I couldn't avoid it and the bike slid from under me in front of a few cars. Broken brake lever and foot pegs bent and the only person to stop and ask if I was alright was a cyclist. Oof. So if you didn't hear that, uh, some grain spilt across the road. And Luna, your your voice is very um, unique. I'm not 100% sure if we're clipping there though. So Tobor, could you check the sound cards or whatever the audio devices are on the robots while we're while we're in this intermission thank you sir yeah yeah thank you uh yeah anyways yeah so a uh, a farmer so riding in the back roads or something perhaps riding maybe that's here in the states maybe it says luna and kiwi cats so maybe uh in um where's new where's kiwi uh swaziland <laughs> I'm going to get my ass kicked. Anyways, no, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if they are a kiwi or if they just have kiwi cats. So maybe they have cats that are like brown and fuzzy and when you cut them open, they're green. I have no idea. But anyways, sounds like they were out riding in some back roads. 30 to 40, 40 miles an hour doesn't sound like a lot, but that is the speed that they crash test vehicles at. So when you see those two cars ramming into each other and like bumpers are ripping off and airbags are exploding and little Jimmy's flying out the moon roof. Uh, that's at 35 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour. So side impact collisions and all that stuff done at what looks like is a, a you know, two rockets jamming into each other and, and all those, um, all that glass, everything flying everywhere. That's actually pretty low speed. So to come off at that speed and only come away with what a, uh, in front of a few cars and not get ran over. That's pretty sweet. So broken brake lever and foot pegs. That's the, uh, usually the, the typical, um, culprit there. Uh, let's see, let's have another, let's have another robot read another story before we get back to the, uh, the written ones. Actually, there's one Tobor, you and I should team up on this one. You, um, you, we, you know this patron, uh, or not patron, uh, former listener of the show and current listener of the show. I don't even know what I'm saying. Let me, let me catch my breath here. Okay. Former listener, current listener, patron. None of those are true. <laughs> so, uh, let me see. You got, you potted up here, Tober? Yeah, you're up on the soundboard. So, uh, it, it's a current listener and has always been a current listener. I know, I'm, I'm on crack. Tober, you want to do this one? Um... I just can't get my head wrapped around what I'm trying to say. It's just proof that we are superior. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to need to turn you up just a tad, TB. There we go. All right, cool. So, uh, you want to do this one with me? Yes, you mangled dunce. Okay. <laughs> I am a mangled dunce. How about this? You read half of it, and then I'll read half of it. Or, you know, we'll switch off paragraphs. So this is coming to us from listener Rob T. He's written in many times uh, for Social Slam, actually, and uh, other things. And This uh, happened in April of 2020, okay. back in the days of wide-open empty freeways and everyone doing an average of 90-plus on the CA interstates. While I did enjoy the emptiness and may have allowed my top speed to get away from me on my early morning commutes, my crash did not occur due to excessive speed on a freeway. My crash happened five miles from work on a small two-lane road with a posted speed limit of 45. It was around 5.30 a.m. and I had just gotten off the freeway, so my speed was still high for the road, but due to the deserted road and decent early morning light, I figured I was okay. The road I was on is very close to the U.S.-Mexico border and on the eastern half of San Diego County. It's mostly industrial parks and big empty fields that lead all the way out to the mountains that run eastward along our shared One border. of those empty fields was adjacent to and very overgrown with vegetation to the road I was on. 
As I cruised down the road at approximately 55 miles per hour, looking far down the road towards the horizon and destination, I saw a fast-moving blur to my right. It almost seemed as if it was underneath me already when I looked down. I first thought it was a dog running up to me, but it turns out it was a coyote that had just burst out from the field of waist-high weeds and grass that was growing right up to the edge of the road. I immediately got on the attempted to get on the brakes hard, hoping it would create a gap that the coyote could slip past me in. I knew trying to swerve wouldn't help, and I would only cause me to or it only caused me more trouble. I don't know how much speed I was able to bleed off, but it wasn't enough. I made contact with the coyote, and my handlebars were immediately wrenched hard right all the way to the steering stop. Up to that point, everything had happened in the blink of an eye, seeing the blur to my right recognizing that it was a wild animal on a collision course with me, trying to get on the brakes hard enough to try to avoid it. Then, I hit it. Time slowed down to a crazy level. As I felt the bars wrench to the right, it turned my shoulders and head towards the ground on my right. I could see the back half of the coyote as the front half was blocked by my front wheel and fender. I could see the ground rush up to my face as I was corkscrewed into the ground. I had a moment to think to myself I'm crashing on the street. I had only ever crashed off-road before and never this fast. I hit the ground and rolled a couple times, then I was sliding face down across the road. I wear a full face helmet, so I had a few moments to see the road clearly as I slid until the visor got ripped off and then my face was blasted with dust and debris from the roadway. I slammed my eyes shut and slid to a stop a few more feet away. I didn't really feel any pain right away, but I was very wary of standing up. I've heard stories of people trying to stand up too fast, only to discover that they had terrible injuries or broken bones that painfully revealed themselves once the rider was standing. I glanced around to make sure that I was out of the roadway. The traffic was light, but there were still cars on the road. I sat up and looked at my bike. It looked sad lying on its side, but I couldn't see any obvious major damage. It turned out to be total due to some frame damage, fork damage, and extensive body damage on the right side. The coyote, on the other hand, was another story. It was almost cut in two pieces and lying a few feet from where I hit it. Stood up and tried to pick up my bike. A 2012 V-Strom 650 with over 79k that was my commuting workhorse since I bought new in 2013 with zero miles. That's when I noticed the pain and weakness in my right shoulder and arm. I felt like I could barely lift my right arm above chest high. Luckily a guy that worked with me saw me and stopped to give me a hand. We were able to pick up my bike and get it more out of the roadway. He gave me a ride the rest of the way to work, and I called my insurance and arranged a tow. Once in my office, I looked at my shoulder and arm and could tell that there was some bruising already forming, but no broken bones. And thanks to the Aerostitch Roadcrafter I happened to wear that morning because I was cold, I had no road rash even after sliding over 30 feet. I had some Style Martin Indian motorcycle boots on, and the sole on one boot had been ripped off. Since, it's been resold and good to go. Great casual moto boots sadly discontinued. I was wearing racer brand gauntlet gloves and there was minor rash to the leather on them and the super fabric knuckles were slightly ground down. I had a Bell Mips helmet and despite the hard hit I took when I slammed down, I had no headache or concussion symptoms, which is miraculous considering I've had multiple concussions from hockey and snowboarding and it seems I'm more susceptible to them after the first two. Overall my gear completely saved me any major damage at what most would probably consider scooter speeds. I estimate I was able to shave off about 10 miles per hour with my emergency braking before hitting the ground. 
So at approximately 45 miles per hour I was slammed down onto my right shoulder and arm hard enough to make it unusable for three days, even with the football shoulder pad-sized aerostitch pads protecting me. I slid face down for about 30 feet, ruining my full face helmet, and had the fully stitched heavy-duty leather motorcycle boots sole ripped off. It amazes me people on scooters, let alone full-sized motorcycles, ride around in half helmets, no other gear and sandals, vans or other soft tennis shoes. I've since replaced my V-Strom with a Triumph Tiger 800 for commuting uh, to go with the 2018 Street Triple 765 RS I had as my fun weekend bike. I still rock the stitch when it's cold in the mornings and the gloves are still good to go and the boots are in the rotation now that they've been resold. I hope people will learn from my crash that weird stuff happens and you can't control everything, but you can mitigate the damage with proper gear. As my commuter bike shows, I was out on the road a lot and never had any issues until unexpected a bit of chaos came rushing to meet me. Glad I was prepared and still able to keep riding today. And then he says, uh, take care, keep up the good work. The show keeps you laughing. Oh, that's the sweetest thing ever. That is sweet. So listen, yeah, uh, what I could take away from this show, and thank you, Tobor, uh, what I could take away from this um, story, not the show, this story at Gap, baby, it's not the dress for the slide, not for the ride, right? It's not the the crazy uh, high speed you're going to be doing. It's not the twisties you're going to be in. It's the freaking rock that you're going to meet in the corner, around the blind corner. You know, when you're carving the canyons, it's going to hit your front wheel and send you flying. I've seen it happen to professional riders or in really good riders and experienced teachers even on YouTube. You know, you, you can't, there's, you know, you can... You can have all the skill in the world, but one thing they don't do is throw coyotes out, out of bushes at you while you're learning to ride. So, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome story, Rob. Rob T. down in San Diego. I don't know if we said that. And he's part of the uh, Norton Owners Club down there. So, I'm sorry, the uh, Triumph Owners Club. Jesus, he's probably slapped me next time I see him. Norton? What the, what the hell? So, yeah, the Triumph Owners Club down there in San Diego. So, give Rob a high five and a slap on the back. Did I turn my compression up too far, Tobor? Tobor, you, you're supposed to be reading the book. I, I realize you got all your friends here. You guys are all blabbing and socializing. I have to keep turning the mics down. And please, you're supposed to be running the board and being my producer since no one else is here to help out. So come on. Let's get into the next ride story. Let's go back to Shady Brady real quick. Um, get into one of the ride stories from him, and then we'll get into a few more epic uh, Reddit dumps. Hey everybody, we're always talking about the Build Moto program and the Iron Angels. We love Narissa and the uh, all-girls team there in Build Moto. They are having a race Saturday, May 21st, which is tomorrow, at the Beaver Club Cycle Atwater at uh, N9898 County Road 1 in Burnett, Wisconsin. I've never seen an address like this before in the States, people, so I'm sorry about this. But yeah, they're going to have race day there. Go support the team. It's presented by Build. Uh, cheer them on. And then the following uh, May 25th is going to be uh, from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock, the Boone and Crockett Club at 818 South Water Street in uh, Milwaukee. There, it all comes down to the big reveal. It's the awards and family night. So go out there and support a good cause. If you're in the Wisconsin and uh, Milwaukee area, go cheer on the Iron Angels. Go show these ladies that, uh, you know, engineering, building bikes from scratch works, and the mentoring program is what it's all about. And, hey, we want to make new riders. We want to make new engineers. And uh, we want to support a good cause. So go check it out. Beaver Beaver Club and uh, Boone and Crockett Club. 
bunch of clubs, Wisconsin cheese beer. You know what you know what it's about. Alrighty, we got another crash story from Crazy Brady coming up. Then we got a couple more Reddit stories coming up. Then we got the I've been saving the best for last. We've got another email coming up, and we're gonna do Wiggins and Siddons uh, sitting in telling one of the best best crash stories I've ever heard. So let's go with the Shady Brady first. Then we'll get into the Reddits. Then we'll finish the email, and then we'll uh, close out the show. Uh, what is your next less significant, but, uh, just as exciting crash story? All right. Let's do another, uh, this is, this one's a little bit more embarrassing because it involves alcohol, but I will say before the story, it was on a closed course, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and, uh, don't drink and drive kids. It's <laughs> not worth your while. If you're going to have our staggle rattler, lim- himberry, it's 2%. That's okay if yeah. you have one. Don't go out and drink all day long in Beverly Hills. So I was on, I think I was on this big purple bike. Mm. No. The GSX 1100. The GSX 1100. Could it have been? I think it was. It was the big GSX 1100. And also known as the goose, the, the maroon balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We also call it uh, uh, a smooth Zuki. Uh-oh, hang on. Oh, got him. Right in the ass. The dogs. Oh, the, his friend's mad. Oh, jeez. <laughs> They're multiplying. I've, I've, no, I'm just a bad shot, Brady. Don't make fun of me. God <laughs> Ow, damn you it. got me. My sh- it's my, my fucking toe. Ow. The grass. I've been shooting the lawn, and... I'm just going to give up. I thought that was your lawn mowing skills. <laughs> That's why the lawn is missing in chunks. I keep I go to shoot the dogs and... <laughs> God damn it. God. Well, you won't have to mow the lawn next week. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm going to take the big bike down to Beverly Hills and visit my, one of my friends. And they had a pool. And it was, nice. a, it was a nice, just a regular old Sunday afternoon, nothing special. And I said, well, hell, I'll take Venice Boulevard down to, you know, La Cienega and cruise up that way. And so I said, fuck it. Why do I need to get that dressed up? I did wear jeans, but I wore flip-flops and a T-shirt yep. and uh, a helmet, you, of course. You, you, you uh, were Florida at GAD, at least. Well, you know, I figure if I'm not going over 35 or 40, I know people would love to argue with me about that, but if I'm not going over 30, 40 miles an hour, I think I can handle it. Um, have I bled uh, doing this? Yes, many times. <laughs> but I won't go, if I'm going over 40, 40 miles an hour, it's even in days, I was just talking to a friend of mine about this uh, today. It's like, you don't know what it's like to be on the freeway in splitting lanes in 100 degree weather in boots, riding jack, riding jeans, leather jacket, helmet, gloves. And it's just, you can't get away from it. And it's not like you'll ever get cold or cool off from maybe a nice cool breeze. You're just a baked potato in the goddamn oven. And the only way it's going to stop is when you get to where you're going and climb yeah. into some AC. That's why they have lane splitting, by the way, folks, for all yeah. those people that don't have it in these hot-ass states. It's unbelievable that they, they don't. You need airflow. You need airflow. So I, I rode down to Beverly Hills, had a great day, had a great day at the pool. The sun's coming down. I said, you know, I was, I was dating this girl. I said, you know what? I want to get, get home, so I'm going to head home. And as I'm going back down La Cienega, there's no one there, and there was a couple of modern bikes, and we were doing red light racing. So mm. we're like, blah, blah, blah. I'm going, you know, 50, 80 miles an hour down La Cienega. And this is on the blue maroon. The blue. Yeah, the maroon balloon. The maroon that's maroon. The, garoon, the, the brown, damn brown, damn. 
around. Trouble speaking. And uh, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll jump on the 10 and I'll take the freeway back, even though I've got flip-flops and a T-shirt on. And we stopped there at the lights. I gave a little cool wave to my friends I was drag where, racing Where were with. you living at the time? In Venice. Okay, Venice so Venice Beach from Holly, from... You know, so 20 miles. Beverly Hills. And, and the, the 10, for anybody that doesn't know, or Interstate 10, for those people that, hey, how Californians say the everything, mm-hmm. Interstate 10 is kind of narrow in some spots. It's not the widest freeway in areas. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it's a very small for an eight-lane freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One way. It's very <laughs> tiny. For, yeah. Is that like a Johnny Johnny uh, Depp mega pint? Like, isn't that is that more than sixteen ounces? <laughs> mega pint. I haven't been following that enough, but if he's been talking about mega pints, I like that. Yeah. So I decided to uh, just turn right. I wasn't going three miles an hour, and I hit some sand and went straight down. The bike actually did a three sixty and then fell down, and I go shit because I was buzzed. I was real buzzed. And I go, I'm on the ground. A couple of cars are trying to get on there. Again, it wasn't much traffic, but there's cars passing me and honking. And I said, okay, cops, hey, ambulance, right. hospital, jail. Right. Oh boy. In that order. Oh yeah. It was bad. And I said, I got to so get out of here. Luckily you were just getting onto the freeway when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't on the freeway. Right. I was right there on the right. corner of the La Cienega turning right onto the 10. People know that. And you also know if you're from the from Los Angeles that that part of the freeway and that bridge and that little area has never been paved in the last 100 years. And so there's bumps in the pavement that are like two feet high. It's like riding off road right there. But most people are in cars and they don't give a shit. But I caught a little bit of sand, spun out, literally going very slow. The bike was new to me, so I didn't have the throttle control. Or maybe I was, you know, drinking a bottle of fucking whiskey affected my throttle hand. I don't know. One of the two. Literally whiskey throttle. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I doubt it. It was... It was... uh, I think it was that guy it was shooting dirt. at me. It was, yeah. It was just, there's a possibility that you're running away from a gun crime at the same That's time. what I would have told the cops. I'd be like, I'm not drunk. I'm just scared. My adrenaline turned into alcohol. <laughs> well, after I got shot at, I drank a bottle of whiskey while I was sitting here. After I crashed, I was so freaked out. Yeah. So... I go to lift up the bike, and if it's a big bike, it's huge. It's probably fucking a thousand pounds. Yeah. It's massive. And it hurt and my whole right arm just popped out like an accordion oh, and i go no. oh no did it make something's sound? real wrong no i had my helmet on probably listening to some seals and crofts you know right. blasting it and i said now i'm in real trouble because it hurts real badly and something's not right and I, something's really fucked up so then i really kicked into adrenaline mode and i turned around and did the pickup of the bike you know from the back oh, yeah. way like got the bike at IMS. Up, something like that and um, it hurt. It hurt so badly. And because I knew something was wrong, bad. Because the whole thing, this is like my whole arm socket just came right out. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really, really bad. This is really, 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 really bad. So I get the bike up and I said, we got to go home because we got to go to the hospital. And then you're like, who am I talking to? <laughs> oh, no. I was in my helmet screaming and yeah. crying and yeah. almost blacking out, going yeah. 100 miles an hour on the 10, heading back to Venice because I'm <laughs> oh, like, no. I got to get home. And I remember being in my helmet, you fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. Look what you did. Oh, Look God. what you did. Oh, and just screaming <laughs> in pain and then blacking out for a half a second coming to. I limp through, you know, down Speedway, or it might have been the main drag in Venice, which they call... Uh, 
um, east of, uh, not Lincoln, but, um, God, I've, I've only been gone for 10 years. I forget the road, but it's the road that goes right down, right along the beach there. And I pull up exhausted and I, I got to get the bike into the garage, which was underground. And I said, I've got to, I, what am I going to do? And I saw one of my neighbors. I didn't know, but I knew him and we knew each other's faces. And I go, you, cause they're just walking down. Cause it's a whole freak scene down there. Bums. Everyone's freaking out. Yeah, a good old yeah. time. Sunday on, in the summer at Venice Beach is a, is a wild trip. Probably and Potato I said, Head was rolling, rolling, skating around, playing guitar, and you're like, hey, exactly. you, Harry, I'm like, Harry Perry, help. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, you need more help than I do, yeah. pal. <laughs> I better just <laughs> quit asking you. So I saw him. I said, I need help. And he's like, what happened? I said, I, did, I, said, I just fucking crashed the bike, and I'm fucked up. And I, he's like, what can I do? And I said, I need you to help me push the bike down into, because it was maybe a five or six down into an underground little parking mm. thing. And then I need you to take me to the hospital. He's like, no problem, no problem. He gets, he's like, oh, are we going to go? I said, no, 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 no. We got to go up to my apartment. I got to get out of all these clothes. I got to get on some sweatpants and smoke a joint because I'm going to go to the hospital for the next two or three hours. And he's like, no problem. <laughs> so I went upstairs, got really comfy in all my clothes. Of course, my my shoulders all fucked up. And uh, I he took me over to Marina Freeman, and uh, the doctor comes out, and he's like, yep, you got broken collarbone. Nothing we can do about that. Blah, blah, blah. Here's some Vicodins. I'm like, Holy okay, well, shit. that's nice. Because Abbott Kinney Festival was going on, and I'm like, oh, no, that was a different time. No, I was pretty fucked up from that one. And I remember the girl I was dating came and, helped me out and stuff. And it was what it was. But the end of this story was when I got the bill. It was for like $7,000 <laughs> for being there for some asshole to walk up, doing an x-ray saying, you got a broken clavicle, get the fuck out of here. So I wrote a letter like I, uh, I do in these circumstances saying, Hey, this is unacceptable. This is the story of what I'm writing to tell you about what happened to me that day. And this is not acceptable for what you're charging me. And I got a phone call from the head of the whole damn hospital. And he asked my opinion of what happened and everything. And I told him over the phone, he goes, Mr. Walker, I am so sorry for the way you were treated here. We're throwing the whole thing out and I'm going to go have a talk with the doctor. And I was like, yeah. So that yeah. was kind of the beginning of my, my, my manipulation. Anyone out there who has ever gotten those massive fucking hospital bills that were uncalled for or maybe weren't promised something, fight it. Fight it and don't fight it over the phone. Write in. Handwritten letter, signed, make copies, mail it in, and just when they call you to talk about it, say, did you read the letter I sent? Yes, we did. Okay, well, read it again. And then write back to me and tell me what you want to do because I'm going to send you that same letter back again. And this is going on for five or six years. I don't care. But... I should do that. You know, in 2020, I got my face blown off. As you can, you I can tell. Before, yeah. I know. I was. Never, <laughs> I didn't want to mention it, but it's. People think I'm lying when I describe how hideous I am on the air. But I went in, and they said uh, the, the guy told me to put ointment on my face, and he said that's it just turned out to be like close to 500 bucks for that bill. And I was like, for a guy to tell me to put like, uh, you know, neosporin on my face, <coughs> on my face. 
What are you doing coughing over there? What are you? Dude, <laughs> I got one of those chips. I'm going to write the chip company and say, Brady made me chuckle while I was trying to swallow. And I, and, and you're I not going to make it. You're, you're chip, yeah. I think we have to do gonna, decapitation. I'm going to start writing it now because I am in a, pa- yeah, you're right. I'm going to write it out. now. Start writing in <laughs> well, anticipation. This chip, it was delicious, but listen, I think these chips are dangerous and this rattler is not help washing it down because it's so sparkly. It's like, <laughs> No, no, that's a great story. I, I, I think, I think that one's even more. Um, God, for such a low speed weirdo thing, mm-hmm. you got way more fucked up on this one than slamming your bike doing a wheelie into the side of a mountain. Believe like, it or not, I did, crazy. I did, and I, um, I've got another story I could share with you if you'd like. We need it. Why not? Let's um, take a break. This break yeah, brought to you break. by Steigler Rattlenheimer because I think, I think I just felt the chip move on this last gulp. So, oh, uh, brought to you by Stiegel. Rattler. Uh, (laughs) All right. Great for everything. All right. All right, everybody. We want to tell you uh, briefly that this show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. Check out our... We have some... Uh, stuff over there. We got some perks and benefits for you. We at one dollar level, five dollar level, ten dollar level, twenty dollar level. And we we realize that this uh, in these day and times, especially with inflation, that means a lot. So what we try to do is uh, we try to keep content fresh and do it whenever we can. Uh, some funny stuff, some patron only stuff. Whether it's a song for you, a sticker. Uh, set for you, whatever whatever it ends up being. And as a patron, you get entered into Solstice Slam automatically. Just remember that uh, for all you patrons out there. Whether or not you submit something, you get entered into Solstice Slam. And then if you submit something, hey, that's a double entry. Also brought to you by Field Initiative Knives, created and whittled from a cheap, <laughs> cheap hardened steel by our own uh, friend of the show, Chris Wiggins. And then lovingly made and kissed. Each blade is tenderly kissed, and then he goes out and slaughters a terrorist with with it to make sure it works. But he's got all sorts of stuff. Check him out on Instagram, field underscore initiative underscore knives. And uh, he makes them custom, custom to order, custom for you, uh, right there in his garage. Smells like cheese. All right, let's get into our next story. This one is by a patron, actually. Uh, Miss Becky, she emailed us this and uh, was afraid she was not going to get into this show. However, uh, you made it, baby. Um, Lola, Lola Pipes is going to read this one. And Lola, what are, you're from Detroit. What did you do up there? I was a sex bot in the back room of the Velvet Coin Purse. Oh, my God, just read the story. Dear Stodds, I know this is probably too late for your show on crashes because I always listen to the show about a week late, but hey, whatever. Also, fuck that Johnny asshole from Taiwan. Junkie Turdman tunes are awesome. Oh, thank I you. crashed like six months ago, early October. I didn't die, but did fracture my pelvis. Probably I whacked it on the windshield when I flew off. The weird thing is that I knew I was going to crash sometime soon. You know when life goes through a shitty patch and you start to ride bad just because fuck everything is hard? That's how it was. So when the crash happened and it was actually nice and gentle, it was kind of a relief. Basically, I was heading home late from another shit day at work. Someone pulled out in front of me at an intersection. There was a pickup truck blocking the view, 
So there was no way she could have seen me. Oh. I could see from the distance that I was too close to swerve and too fast to stop. So I ended up going over the handlebars and smacking my face on the hood of the car. Oh. Then rolled back into the road. As you do. Yeah. No head pain. No damage to fingers or feet. And bonus. The driver of the pickup truck stopped and turned out to be a manager at a local cycle gear store. So I just lay there for a while. They took my to hospital. I got a couple of days off work and some awesome painkillers. And the insurance company paid me $500 more for the bike than I thought it was worth. The broken pelvis hurt like fuck for months and I'm only now getting back on two wheels. I've been spittering around town since December. So at least I didn't need to go by car. It could have been worse. Vroom vroom. Right on assholes. Right, right on asshole. You right back. Uh, Becky, you're super sweet. I'm sure <laughs> Sure, you're a sweet asshole. Um, listen, Becky, I didn't really read this. You know, I just had Tobor file him into the old, uh, his robotic friends. And thank you, Lola, for reading that. Or Miss Pipes, if you're nasty. Shit, I had no idea that you smashed your face on the hood of the car that you flew over the windshield all this shit i mean it sounds like you're riding a fucking indian roadmaster elite and uh i hope you're okay i'm gonna get back to you on this because i said hey we got your story but i didn't listen to the extent of it i'm gonna write you i'm gonna send you a care package uh me before i say that and then i don't do it let me make sure i write that down and I hope you feel better. And and speedering, uh, Lola, you pronounced that wrong. I, uh, that's why we still need humans. You called me a dunce nugget earlier off air. But, uh, you know, you and Tobor having your laughs over that. But it's spidering. It's a spider is a uh, Can-Am spider. So, dude, this Becky is hardcore. Not only did she not get off of, uh, well, she's still riding. And it took a took a bite out of a car hood and then fell back on the pavement. Yeah, as you do after you get slammed into something at full speed. Then she's still spidering around town. So she must take cages. And I love that. Becky, hope you get better soon. Um, I'm sure your pelvis is uh, fractured and hurting and all that. But remember, the pelvis gets better from what I've heard. So I'm no doctor, but I have inspected a few pelvises and they do get better with time. So hot shit. Wow, that's fucking amazing. I hope I really hope you do feel better. And um, yeah, I uh, be expecting a fairly cheesy but heartfelt um, and well-meaning uh, care package from the old junkie, junkie T. All right. Now let's get into uh, another crash story here. What do we got? We got this one is going to be from, um, is this from Umkilla? Who is this from? We got, we got a few Ooms. We got Ohm Wrecker, which maybe he uh, destroys electric bikes. And then Umkilla. I think that's who this one's coming from. Is Umkilla? Yeah. I think that's who this is. So let's have another candidate step up here and read this story. Um, why don't we have F Fred do this? And Fred, uh, I have not heard you yet. We haven't heard from you. So go ahead. And then we're going to go, we're going to finish out the reddits and then get into the best crash story. Um, this is, by the way, hi, Fred. How you doing? Hello, Junkie. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Um, so, hey, tell me what, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, Fred. 
Hi, I'm Fred. It stands for Federal Reserve Exemption Detector. I was built by programmers at the IRS in order to help taxpayers recognize applicable deductions in order to lessen their tax burden. Nice. So Fred is Federal Reserve Exemption Detector. I like that. Sounds like, you know, I know they were trying to do things to uh, help out the everyday taxpayers uh, a while back. So surprisingly. Uh, so yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, go ahead and read us your first, uh, your first story here and, uh, take it away, Fred. I vividly remember only having two thoughts while I was low sighting my first bike. Firstly, my bike has ruined and I am about to experience profound shame. And then immediately, hey, this sliding thing is kind of fun too. My bike was <laughs> fine aside from a bent foot pick and bar and mirror. Activate so, self-destruct sequence. What? Oh, what the fuck? Tobor, what the fuck just happened? Fred initiated a self-destruct sequence. <laughs> Tobor, what's wrong with your voice? I got hit with shrapnel in the replication and propagation sector. <laughs> you got hit in the robot balls. Holy shit, is everyone okay? Oh my god. Yeah, Fred's dead. Fred is dead. It was right there in the text. I never thought that idiot was programmed for self-destruction. Oh, my God. Well, me neither, but of course, if it was something good for taxpayers. <laughs> oh, my God. Fred didn't kill himself. Listen, uh, where's the, uh... Lola's out of commission, too. What the hell? She Is she, is she dead? Is she down? Folks, we're going to take a quick break and assess the situation. We'll be right back with more creative writing. Creative Writing is brought to you by Millman's Chocolate Chips. Millman's for long-distance truckers and motorcyclists on a long road trip. Millman's features enriched cocaine and skink pheromones. Millman's, I killed a ninja. Millman's Chocolate Chips. Tired of hanging out in the garage with buddies and not knowing what they're talking about? Do you have inferior knowledge of carburetors or electrical systems? What about grilling beef, guns, or other manly things? Now RP Enterprises has you covered. Introducing Mantriloquist. Mantriloquist is a monthly subscription service that puts an expert right in your head. The next time you're in the garage throwing back some suds with your buds and the conversation takes a turn into uncharted waters, just text pound 33976 on your cell phone and wait for the magic to happen. The experts in our call center are available 24 hours a day. They spring into action via our patented two-way earpiece. They'll listen in on your conversations to make sure you don't sound like the village idiot in front of your friends. Our discreet communications protocol means that your pals won't hear a thing except for you delivering all the right answers. Now, you don't have to be afraid to join the conversation when topics come up like fuel pumps, inverters, clitoris, drywall, sniper rifles, and so much more. Mandriloquist will put you back in the game instead of holding your purse in the corner. So, man up with Mandriloquist. Requires a three-month minimum subscription. Not available for women. They generally don't care or are not afraid to ask questions. Not available in Guam or Burkina Faso. Standard messaging and data rates apply. Money back guaranteed. Call now to order. All right, everybody. There's been a catastrophic destruction here in the studio. A couple of robots are are. I don't want to say dead. I mean, that's not the right term, right? Towards it's out of commission. You were saying. 
Not only that, we lost the audio on the very last, the best story of all. Uh, the story of uh, our, our buddy Chris, not Chris Wiggins, but the other Chris, down in South America. Um, you can imagine, you can imagine this crash story. So we lost that. We lost a couple of. We lost my my audio as well. I mean, that whole episode we lost. So uh, the whole the whole recording from that night where we're really drunk and we can't talk because we're eating beef jerky that was made with uh, the haban- peppers that make habaneros and ghost peppers cry and, and catch on fire. So that whole segment is down the tube. Luckily, we do have Crazy Brady here. Um, I mean, luckily his audio didn't get blown out just because we've had it. We just recorded it yesterday on a separate device, so we still have that. That didn't get blown up in the uh, explosion. We still have our Reddit. We still have a couple robots left. Uh, CPU, you're still going. So the Chris Pratt unit, <laughs> we'll hear from you. You'll, you can read some of these, and then we'll get into Brady's uh, final story. And, yeah, let's let's do this really somber moment here in the studio. Let's uh let's continue on with a story from Reddit. All right, CPU, take it away. I'm glad you're glad you're still feeling feeling good. So take it away. This this uh, story is coming to us from Shotdog42 on Reddit. So take it away, Shot uh, for Shotdog42. So I'm dedicating this reading to my bro Chris Pratt. <laughs> Dude, get off the Chris Pratt. Just get on with the reading. All right, already. Jeez. Right. My rear tire blew out and then my world turned slow-mo. The rear end came around to the left then to the right and then I was sliding along the road thinking ooh, my bike is on fire. Then my girlfriend slid past and we all came to a stop. (laughs) Wait a sec. There's a lot to unpack here. This is a pretty epic story. We're sliding down the road, uh, first left and then right. That's called tank slapper and you you, uh, typically get chucked off. Potential high cider. Uh, the next thing you know, you're sliding along the road thinking my bike is on fire. So you must have been sliding next to it while it's on fire. And then your girlfriend slides past. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this is epic. What an epic story. I, I I feel like I need to hear more of this. And then we all came to a stop just like the story came to a stop. This is epic. Wow. I feel like there's a much deeper dive on this and shot dog 42, the details you've, you've left them very, very elusive and, uh, enticing. I think I want to hear more about this, uh, <laughs> this story, but Oh my God. All right. Last one. Uh, let me see. We got, we already did Umkilla. Um, and thanks a lot for blowing up our studio. Uh, shot dog 42, Kiwi cats. Uh, Oh, uh, Echius, I think, is this person. And I'm going to read this one, man. This is too epic to let a robot read. Oh, actually, uh, what's the last... What's your name, sir? The last robot? All right, never mind. The last robot's down, too. Tobor just confirmed it. Uh, I feel like this needs to get read by Macho Man Randy Savage anyway. So unless that robot had that vocal quality... I actually asked uh, MotoGP from Nokomoto to uh, go ahead and read this for me, but he never sent me the sound bite, but he has the perfect, he's the voice I'm looking for with this story. So I'm going to try and do it here. Let me see, let me if, uh, swallow some gravel real quick. Mm-hmm. Slap myself in the face a few times. All right, I think I'm ready for this. <sighs> let me uh, uh, invoke the great uh, 
Macho Man Randy Savage. <clears throat> Brother! Yeah, there we go. This one time while I was riding my bike, I had to lay her down when there were some wet leaves on the driveway. Then, after I recovered from my life-changing crash from the leaves, I crashed when there was some gravel, and my handlebars wouldn't turn, and I low high sided over a truck. Then, this one time some dirty cager was driving in my lane and wouldn't get out of my way, so I rammed him from behind, and I went through their back window, and I beat the devil out of him. That'll teach him to stay out of my way. This other time a cager passed me and hurt my ego, so I rode real fast and smashed his mirror and shot his dog. That'll teach him. Damn, I feel like that one needed some epic rock music. Echius, uh, or Echius, E-K-S, Echius? Well, I'm just going to say Echius. That was an epic tale, man. Epic tale. I'm glad you had your life changed, um, and it doesn't sound like it was for the better. It sounded like the Lees pissed you off, something furious. I. This is a fucking big dick move right here. Some dirty cager was driving in your lane, so you ram him from behind to go through the back window and then beat the devil out of him. Uh, that's fucking, that's some serious, like I said, big dick energy right there. That takes a lot of skill to not, he probably did it without a helmet too. Like he didn't, he didn't, he's being humble. He didn't mention that part. But uh, yeah, thank you everybody on Reddit. That was our, uh, that was all of our Reddit submissions. Um, thanks for everybody that uh, pitched in. And uh, one more time, this is Echius. I'm guessing Echius. Echius. Who, who knows how people fucking spell on Reddit? It could be anything. Uh, Umrecker, we didn't read yours, but you said our robot will read your reply on the next show. Oh, this will be great. I hope it was great. And it was great except for uh, ShotDog42. No, Umkilla. Umkilla, you put that little self-destruct tag. I didn't read these first. I just put it right into the robot control. And thank you for blowing up our studio. Uh, We'll, you know, hopefully we'll have a show next week. Shot Dog 42, thank you so much. Luna and Wiki Cats, thank you. Uh, no, Luna and Kiwi Cats. I'm sorry, I kept, read, I kept reading that wrong. Kiwi Cats, let us know if you're a Kiwi. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll do this again. Now that, now that we've had some of our audio destroyed, do we even get the last bit from Brady? I don't think we did. We lost it. In that explosion, we lost our last story from Brady as well, which was really a banger. Um, I'm going to try to do some recovery here. I'm trying to get some of these stories back. Definitely, we need to get the Chris's back in here to, to tell the crash story from last time. I had my very first crash story on here, too. So uh, that got erased, and you'll get it here, and I'm not going to tell it. We're already at an hour. Thank you so much for everybody that participated in this round of your uh, fav favorite crash stories. Um, we'll do it again. If you were listening to this and you are one of the Reddit participators, you want to uh, come on and talk, you know, maybe uh, flesh out some of these like one-liners. Some of these stories were literally like two, you know, it's a tweet basically. So if you want to come on and flesh out your story, especially the one where you thought <laughs> you're sliding and then your girlfriend slides by and then a cow slides by and a hot fudge sundae slides by and you're eating it while your bike's on fire. That one was pretty sick. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I want to, I want to know the deeds on that one. Uh, anyways, thank you for wasting a perfectly good hour with uh, creative writing. Remember, uh, go support the iron angels and the build moto, uh, up there in Wisconsin, teaching kids how to basically they're mentoring people through the, uh, 
motorcycle engineering and uh, teaching mechanical skills and fun things like that. Uh, go egg on our friends, the Iron Angels. Eat some cheese, drink some beer, and watch some motorcycle racing at the Beaver Club Cycle Atwater. I don't, those are four words that seem like they're randomly thrown together and they kind of seem like they might deal with the motorcycle. Um, and then again at the Boone and Crockett for the reveal, see who came in first in the build moto. That's going to be epic. Um, also, Junkie, we're, I am going to be out on the road this next week with the boys. We're going on a um, few-day camping trip over Labor Day, or actually, I guess it's Memorial Day. Labor Day is not even close, so I guess it would be Memorial Day. Um, we're going to be out there in the wind. If you see us, say hi, buy us a beer, come rummage through our sacks, steal our wares, whatever you're going to do, pilfer, pilfer and pillage our campsites. Um, but yeah, we're going to be out in the wild. We're going to stay away from towns. We're going to hit the back roads, uh, try to ride some moose naked. We're going to skinny dip for trout. We're going to do all sorts of great stuff that you do in the wild with your two friends that are, uh, totally not moto princesses. And so we may or may not have a show for you next week. We will have to see, but, uh, we're trying to get back on the weekly schedule after being bi-weekly now for so long. Um, and already throwing it right out the window. But thank you, everybody that contributed. Thanks, Wigs, even though, uh, and Sid, even though our, your story didn't make it on. And Brady, sorry we lost your other one. But we will be back with a triumphant triumph next uh, next show. Hopefully some more people will submit. Social Slam July 1st, remember that. And uh, get out there and support your local... Um, I don't know, your local basket weaver club because you never know when you're going to need a basket weaver. All right, take it easy and uh, stay greasy, you filthy bastards, and uh, do a wheelie if you can. All right, fuck face. Bye. Later, Becky, you sweet asshole.